0: So that time again on Community Matters, another opportunity to check in with the Humane Society of South Central Michigan for our November Wiggly Tail update. Jessica Gilbert is back. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Yes. Can you believe it's already that time?
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Sure can't. I was just going to say, too, it's Thanksgiving next week and we will talk a bit about holidays and pets. But 20 seconds after that, it's Christmas and Hanukkah and all those other things. Hey, here we go. Ready or not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although it will all be over before we know it.
0: Well, sure. It, it comes zooming in, so it goes zooming out. And that's what does happen, isn't it? When you <laughs> when it's time to take the tree down and all those things, you say, man, that was fast. You're just getting used to having the tree up and all of that. Yeah. So today we have a dog who will represent the adoptable pets at the Humane Society of South Central Michigan. Today we're talking about Navy who is not blue at all. So I don't know where that name came from.
1: (laughs) She has a true blue heart. She is just the sweetest dog ever. She's an Aussie lab husky mix. So as you can imagine, that is a lot of energy. Boy, this dog needs to run around in a fenced-in yard. But after she gets tired, she loves to give kisses and she loves attention. She was born in July.
0: Oh, boy. So only about five months old or so. So there's some more energy for you.
1: Yes. I wish I could bottle her energy and drink it myself.
0: Yeah. No kidding. You could have a fundraiser with that, probably. (laughs) This is probably an opportunity to talk about how folks make up their minds about whether they want a puppy or an adult dog in this case, right? I mean, you have to sort of think about that.
1: Absolutely. So one of the things that we do with our application is we ask you what sorts of behaviors or personalities you're looking for in a dog. And uh, then we make a good match for you. So if you happen to be really looking for a quiet dog, you're looking for a shy dog or a couch potato, something like that, we've got dogs that match that. If you're also a very... Um, busy, very active family who wants to take your dog with you everywhere. Uh, If you're somebody who likes to take your dog for long walks or maybe even running for anybody who does that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just because uh, the dog that you look at, is not a good match for you maybe. I mean they're super cute, but you wouldn't run a 5k if a bear was chasing you. We can find a dog that's going to be a good fit.
0: <laughs> that is uh describing me actually quite well. <laughs> run a 5k if <laughs> a bear was chasing me. However, I do see what you're talking about. I see people running with their dogs. In fact, I have a friend who has two dogs and one of them is a good running dog and one of them is not. One of them runs right alongside And the other one wants to cross in front of you. (laughs) So he's not the good running dog. Uh, And I also see people riding bikes with the dogs running along the side. And I always say, can that dog keep up? Well, but that's how I look at it. I I wouldn't be keeping up. So I expect to wonder from that perspective also.
1: Absolutely. Uh, If I was going to look for a dog, I would have to get one that would go in my purse, I think, and not walk because, Um, that that's really my energy level maybe we'll go get a coffee together but that'll be about it
0: who are you paris hilton (laughs) (laughs) so navy is a sizable dog and will continue to be i presume
1: yeah she's going to be a decent sized dog um she's still young so she's still growing but she's just a really sweet dog she's a really nice puppy so if if you have a family um She's a lot of energy for like a toddler. She'd probably knock one of those over. So maybe kids a little bit older um, who are used to being around a dog would be great. Like I said, a fenced-in yard, uh, certainly no apartment. She is way too much dog for an apartment.
0: What was her story? Do we know anything about her prior life?
1: Um, she did come in with her siblings. One of them has been adopted, um, and she she loved to play with her siblings. So she'd do great with another dog. Um, But she's really looking to kind of make a fit on her own. Uh, So we generally don't have siblings go together, at least with dogs, because we're looking for them to bond with you. They've already bonded with each other. So we want to have a great family pet. um, and, And that really she deserves her chance to be on her own.
0: That's interesting. So if there were siblings and someone might have a notion to adopt them both, are there particular challenges with that?
1: Just like um, you hear people who have twins, the twins are super bonded and they may even communicate in their own language, but they might not be as invested in the rest of the family. And that can happen with dogs or cats, too. So um, if you're looking for a dog that's going to be a great fit for your family, you really want to give that chance that dog a chance to stand out on their own and not constantly turn to their sibling um, to get the attention or confidence that they need.
0: That is interesting. So I have friends who have sibling Labradors. They're older dogs now, and they've uh, managed well, but uh, they did get adopted together. And uh, one is male, one is female. The female is the leader of the two, and the male sort of takes his cues from her sometimes. So it's interesting that you described it that way, because that seems to have been how that's shaken out with them.
1: In some cases, it works out, but in others, it doesn't really. And the dogs don't really have the chance to learn to be their own dog. They've always got their sibling to rely on. So for a real well-rounded dog, really not taking a sibling is probably the best.
0: When they have siblings and you have them both, do you keep them separated inside or not?
1: Uh, Once they get big enough, uh, we do separate them into other kennels. Um, But the one thing that we do, even though we wouldn't recommend siblings go together, we do dog play groups all the time. Hmm. So we make sure Dogs are well socialized with each other. That's super important. You want to make sure that your dog is regularly around other dogs, especially if you know a little bit about your dog's personality and can manage for that. You don't want them to get in a situation where they become uncomfortable around other dogs. So we'd love to do play dates. We've got inside and outside space for that.
0: Right. So have a look at Navy. Just uh, go to battlecreekpodcast.com and click on the November Wigglytail episode and you will see her photo there and links directly through to the Humane Society of South Central Michigan website where you can begin the application process and some of what Jessica's talked about can actually be set up for you so you can start heading in that direction. Now, as we mentioned, here we are right near Thanksgiving and then uh, the holidays therein follow. If anybody is attempted to give a pet as a gift, this is a real cautionary note at this point, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, We don't do gift adoptions and we would recommend that no one does a gift adoption. If you want someone in your family to have a pet, Uh, You want to make sure that the pet bonds well with everyone. So especially in a shelter environment, the dogs might come from different situations where they may not be comfortable with everyone. So if we happen to have a dog that is maybe a little bit uncomfortable around men and someone just adopted it and took it home to a family of teenage boys, that might not be the fit that they are looking for. So um, a better option is to, uh, especially if you've got a kid, say, uh, wrap up a leash or a bull. In a box uh, for Christmas, and say, We are going to start the journey of finding a pet together. So, I think that's really important that when you go to do that, everyone who lives in your household comes in and meets the dog or cat um, and make sure that it's a good fit because that's really what you're looking for. You're looking for an animal to bond with you. And just because you have an idea that, oh, I love Siamese cats the way they look, you may not like the personality of a Siamese cat or it's possible that that Siamese cat wouldn't like you as much. So you really want to have the best pet for you and have the animal and you make that decision.
0: Well, that's a nice idea. What you just described uh, a a token of, uh, of pet ownership that is wrapped up and, and presented as a gift that then paves the way for that process to begin. And uh, I presume even then that's not a surprise to the person who would be getting the pet (laughs) that we presume that that's a conversation that's taken place already, that that person is already interested in, in having a pet.
1: You would absolutely hope so. This could be a 20 year commitment. And if you think of what your life is going to be like in 20 years, you want to make sure that you've got everything that you need for a pet for that entire time. So Um, If you're planning on moving in a short amount of time, if you're not sure uh, what you're going to be doing in the next five years, maybe a pet's not the right time for you um, just because it is a long commitment.
0: We have seen those things happen. Uh, Certainly you have, but I mean, even all of us probably know someone who's uh, ended up with a pet that might have been a relative's pet and something changed in their life. And and now you have that pet or uh, you probably have horror stories along those lines that we probably don't need to repeat, but you get the idea. It is a commitment. And so the person who would be primarily responsible for the care of that pet needs to be involved in that conversation. So holiday gifts, uh, pets are not. And so bear bear that in mind. There are other things to think about uh, at the holidays, too, when we have uh, Thanksgiving feasts and things and we have pets in the house and folks coming over and all those things, right?
1: We've all seen the videos of um, cats or dogs grabbing a portion of the turkey when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. Some dogs who have gotten into some grease afterwards and have gotten really sick. So it's important to make sure that your animals don't have access to food that they shouldn't. It's not a great idea to feed them off the table. Uh, They have kibble that is just as tasty for them, and it's much healthier, much better for their stomachs. Um, If you want to do a little treat, um, maybe a little wet food or a special kind of treat, Uh, Just a little bit would be fine. Don't do too much. Uh, No one has a good time Thanksgiving night cleaning up animal vomit (laughs) anywhere.
0: Especially if you step in at first, speaking from experience. So, yeah. (laughs) What about uh, keeping a pet calm, let's say, while there's all kinds of this activity? People who aren't usually around and and just overall maybe uh, excitement in the house that may or may not lend itself to uh, good behavior on the part of a pet uh, any thoughts on any of that
1: the holidays can be super stressful um, for people and pets i believe the day before thanksgiving is the biggest drinking holiday of the year now uh-huh. uh everybody that anticipation of long-lost family coming to share their joy with you uh, so having a quiet place where your pets can go A spare room where the door can be closed, where they can have their bed, their food, their water, and just be able to get away from all of the noise and extra activity. Um, That's better for the pet, and that's better for the people as well. Um, Dogs and cats may not be on their best behavior if the environment has changed, if there's a lot of people around. Um, If your pet is a little bit anxious about that, it's a good opportunity for scratching or potential snapping, Mm. uh, especially with kids who may be... Your pet is not used to being around young children, so make sure you provide a safe space for them. Also, with the doors opening and closing, people bringing in food and uh, gifts, it's really important to make sure that your animal is tucked safely away so they don't bolt out the door.
0: Yeah, similar advice uh, around Halloween, of course, when the door keeps opening, and we talked about that last month, the same kind of protocol here. Yeah, I would imagine that if you have a a certain area designated for your pet with their bed and and that sort of thing that's off in a quiet space and they're used to that, they may just saunter off to that spot on their own.
1: Absolutely. And uh you may be tempted to join them after a while.
0: <laughs> that could very well be. You're right. I'll move my bed in there too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, good advice as always from Humane Society of South Central Michigan. So uh, just uh, think through these things as we get into the holiday season and and pets are involved. You mentioned that a pet could be a 20-year commitment. So I have a story for you. Uh, just in the month or so since our last Wigglytail update, my kitty passed away who was going on 19 years old. So this is not a joke, folks. <laughs> some of these pets do last that long and so when you think about the span of time i mean if you think about yourself and say well 20 years ago i was doing this oh yeah wow that seems like a long time ago or it that seems like a lifetime ago with the activities i was involved in then that's how long this uh, this pet may may live so it's worth thinking about but i i just have to uh To say that Jessica and Carrie and and, uh, the team at the Humane Society handled me with great care and uh, my little one with great care. So my kitty was, as I say, going on 19, had uh, some health issues over the last year and a half or so, and was steadily declining. And we got to a point where I had to make a decision about her future. And I have to tell you, this is the first time I've had to do that. Uh, I had another cat years ago he chose his own exit time. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because I know in my case, I would say, well, is the time, I don't know. She's still eating. She's still kind of, you know, jumping on me and, you know, happy to be around. So you sort of, you sort of think, well, no, maybe not, but these are the struggles that people go through with the question of euthanasia and the right time. There's about, nine million YouTube videos about this. <laughs> and uh, y- you can try to figure that out yourself. But I asked Jessica at the time that I was uh, trying to make up this, this decision and your folks were, you and your folks were very helpful and ultimately took care of the situation for me. And I'm grateful. So thank you. And and you do this. We don't talk about this much on these segments, but This is a service that you provide.
1: Yes, we do provide euthanasia and cremation services for the public. We have a couple of techs who are certified. It is a state certification process. Uh, The difference between us and a veterinarian is we don't have you in the room for that. Um, So if you want to be in the room for that service, uh, you would have to contact a vet. But otherwise, you can give us a call and we can work on scheduling that for you. And we do uh, a different, a couple different possibilities. You can either have your pet back for burial at your place if you are able to do that. You have to be able to provide a, a hole deep enough to uh, keep the animal safe from other animals getting a hold of it because of the the substance that we use. Um, but we also would do mass cremation or individual cremation. You can have the ashes returned to you. Our staff members are there to help pets from essentially birth to their passing. So our, uh, our philosophy here is that we provide level of care for every stage of the pet and every stage of your life. So um, from childhood to old age, we want to make sure that we are there to help.
0: Well, you certainly were, and I'm glad you brought up the part about being in the room because I'll tell you, as I contemplated euthanasia, I was watching some of these videos and reading some things about being in the room, and I decided I just couldn't do that. I could not be in the room. So when you told me that that was the case, it actually was a relief for me that I wasn't in the room. I said my goodbyes before that. And, uh, I took her to you and, uh, I said my last words to her and, and off she went. And, uh, uh Carrie was kind enough to, to give me a little text when, um, when things were taken care of, but, uh, right. The, some people may wish to be in the room and that's very, uh, that's very good to know. And, uh, and it's been very helpful that you did that. And, and by the way, I chose the, the cremation and the return of the ashes, which were, very small, <laughs> but, uh, my cat was very small. So that's, uh, that's certainly part of it, but I was a little surprised, uh, on a prior occasion, I received ashes back for uh, another cat and it was a lot larger container. So I presume that was a mass cremation thing, which is customary, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And it it definitely um, differs based on weight. We outsource that. We do not have a crematorium here. We work with a local company. And actually, they do uh, human cremains as well. They actually are the ones who did my father's cremation. Hmm. So uh, I've seen um, packages from human size down to very small cat size
0: well this was very small my little one was only 3 pounds at that point so you can imagine uh, there wasn't a whole lot left to come back but that is an option if that's something you'd like so i appreciate all your help and i uh, wanted to let folks know that uh, that you guys are are uh, very helpful and very considerate when folks are going through this and uh, one of the other things i noticed talk about videos on youtube there's a zillion of them out there talking about the the grief associated with losing a pet and how sometimes it is what's the word it is uh, uh delegitimized that might be rough that might be a, a strong word but you know what i mean it's it's oh well it's just a pet kind of a thing but for a lot of us it's a lot more than that isn't it they're members of the family
1: they are and i find with pets they're just good they're just good. So you can give your entire heart to them. You don't have to worry about them uh, lying or cheating or doing anything that humans do. So he, your relationship with humans it is different. It's uh, more of a give and take. Um, there's good and bad. But with your pet, it's just good. So when they leave you, it can be absolutely devastating. If you're having a hard time with that, it is absolutely uh, important to make sure that you speak to someone about it that you mm-hmm. see about getting therapy if it's been quite a while and you're still having an issue that could uh, transform to um, complex grief and that's something that is definitely worth talking to your doctor about
0: all right well we'll leave it at that and uh, certainly if you have an interest in navy or some of the other adoptable uh, pets at the humane society of south central michigan Again, BattleCreekPodcast.com, the November post, the November episode for Wiggly Tail is there, and you can click through from there. Jessica Gilbert,
1: thank you. Thank you.